This is Sports Talk with Phil Cordblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on SportsTalkSE.com as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk on this football Friday night. Yes, there's still football in South Carolina because we have the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives All-Star Game, the North-South Game, the 75th edition tomorrow. I have not been here for all 75, but I think I've been around at least half of them, more or less, over the years. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. Our broadcast on our network begins at noon, and kickoff will be at 12.30. And don't forget, don't forget, we'll have the naming of Mr. Football during halftime. You want to hear it live and as it's happening. Of course, the winner has already been selected by the committee. They did that a little while ago. And they'll and announce on this the show. winner. <laughs> Say again? And, and leaked on this show. Not the winner. We haven't leaked the winner. <laughs> I don't I've know told who you win. who I believe is going to win. No, I told you who I believe mean, is going that, to win. That's not a leak. That's not. You're not <laughs> leaking it. You don't know. You don't. No, know I don't. Who won it. I just. I, yeah. I, I watched enough high school football this year to uh, have pretty good idea as to who should win it. So, but well, no, I don't. Seven finalists. I, no no the, one called me and said kids. Yeah, <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're all good kids, and 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 they're all they're all good players, or they wouldn't be. Uh, nominated for it, and we'll go over the list here in just a moment, and we'll talk more about that. And um, also, it's Heisman weekend as well. They'll announce the Heisman Trophy winner tomorrow, which is, you know, basically uh, glorified, you know, best quarterback in the country. I was thinking mm-hmm. about this, guys. Maybe the Heisman people need to shake it up a little bit. Maybe instead of just leaving it open voting for any player, maybe you should take the top vote-getting let me think about this for a second. Uh, the top vote-getting offensive player, top vote-getting defensive player, top vote-getting specialist, and from those three, you have a vote to select the Heisman Trophy winner so that hmm. it's not just almost always quarterbacks now, right? It's almost always the finalist quarterbacks. Yeah, I know we had a receiver from Alabama recently. That was kind of a exception to the rule. Would you agree with that? Oh, no question. I'm, lo- I'm looking from 2010 till last year with Bryce Young. Only twice was it not a quarterback. Derrick Henry in 2015 and Devontae Smith, who you were referencing in uh, 2020. But outside of that, you're See, right. It's, it's a quarterback award. And I think football has gone so cockeyed with the offense by making the quarterback everything in the offense. I mean, that is the way it is today. If you don't have a good quarterback – who can run the offense that you're running, typically the spread or the run-pass option, whatever you're doing. If you don't have that guy, you're not going to be very good. I think if I were a coach and I were an offensive coordinator, okay, and this is my Chuck Reedy background coming to the forefront here, but I would go back and run the football now more because everybody is geared toward stopping the pass and everybody's geared defensively toward uh, playing the, the four and five wides, and that's why you see, like, Clayton White 
playing only two linebackers. So if I come up and hit him with two tight ends and an I formation with a big fullback in there and a talented mm-hmm. running back. But here's the other thing. I can have a bevy of talented running backs. I can have two or three guys who can carry the pigskin and do quite well. Yeah, one might be better than the other, but I can have two or three. It's hard to find two or three quarterbacks who will stay in a program and be the backups so that if number one goes down, number two steps in, and there's not a drop-off. I can find that, I think, at running backs. So my point is we've made the offenses so quarterback-centric that when your quarterback gets hurt, you're pretty much done. Would you agree with that or no? No, I think you're 100% correct. Uh, Just look around the country. When quarterbacks go down, how about Tennessee, for instance? Hendon Hooker took himself, unfortunately, took himself out of the Heisman Trophy race because he got injured against South Carolina. And uh, I don't think they're going to be the favorites, and I don't think they are, against Clemson primarily because he's not playing. And their whole offense is generated around what he's able to do, not just throwing, but also running the football. And Phil, tomorrow's Touchstone Energy Bowl is going to be a perfect example of what you're seeing right now because the South team is generated to all their running backs versus the North team who wants to spread it and throw it all over the lot. Maybe tomorrow might be a, a, a sense of things to come if the uh, South squad's able to uh, win that ball game because they're able to run it a whole lot better than the North team can throw it. Well, they're going to try, and that's their thing. They've got some terrific running backs, and they've got a pretty good offensive line as far as uh, size goes. So they're going to try and line up and – see if they can run the football, maybe dominate time of possession. Mm -hmm. Of course, time of possession, I have come to learn, and I think everybody knows this, time of possession is probably the most uh, overhyped stat there is because if you score quickly, you're not going to have the ball for time of possession. Or if you score off of turnovers that your defense got you on a short field, you're not going to win time of possession. A lot of teams win games by three touchdowns, but they lose time of possession because they score so quickly. So – Uh, That would be my thought, though. It's time to bring the running game back, and if you do that with the right quarterback running backs, you're going to catch everybody else off guard because they've been gearing up to stop the pass for all these years. Of course, nobody's going to do that right now because the passing game and the quarterbacks, that's what sells tickets and puts people in the stands. Okay, so we are at Top Golf in Myrtle Beach. This place, of course, if you've been to Top Golf, you ever been to Top Golf, Chris? I have not. I've, I envy you tonight because I've always wanted to go, but I've never had a chance yeah. to go to Top Golf. It's fantastic, Pat. I know you've been to Top Golf, and oh, uh, like it. the Players Club in downtown Columbia. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's 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 whew, this place in Myrtle Beach is awesome. We're up on the third floor, and the Touchstone Energy Committee and the North South folks—they've got the entire uh, third floor, this part of it, and about 15 bays reserved for their players to come in here a little bit after 7. It's going to get loud in here, I have a feeling, a little bit after 7, because right now they're having the um, – over at the uh, stadium at, at uh, Doug Shaw, they're having the, the skills challenge uh, the, for the, the, uh, some of the juniors, and um, that is happening right now. And then when they're finished there, they're going to come over here to eat. They've got a – a big spread plan for them, a big buffet. They're going to be here about three hours hitting golf balls and just chilling. What a great event it is for uh, the kids here in the All-Star game as they get ready uh, to play tomorrow. So, now there was some news here last night, and we didn't learn about it until after we uh, went off the air. So, first time for us to be able to talk about it. But last night came out that um, 
Shell Dula is retiring as the uh, executive director of the South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association. Scott Early is replacing him and thus stepping down as head football coach at Westside High School. And he will also be giving up his directorship of this football game as well. So some major changes right there. And that, of course, has ramifications across the state, Chris, because, I mean, when you're the executive director of the Athletic Coaches Association, I mean, you're over all coaches. This isn't just Mm -hmm. football. This is all coaches, and you are the top dog, and it's your vision and your direction that's going to lead them into the future, and that's going to be the job of Scott Early now moving forward. And I'm assuming because of the the demands on his time, that's the reason he is stepping away from everything else he has been doing. Is it just that job itself is just so time-consuming he can't do anything else other than be the executive director of the Coaches Association? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shell Dula did the same thing when he retired as a football coach. I think his last right. stop was Greenwood, mm-hmm. and he took over that position. And, yeah, it's a time-consuming position. I'm sure you're traveling all over the place. You're going to clinics, you're going to conferences, you're meeting with other uh, associations around the country to have ideas. And I know one thing that Scott Early is going to look at is something he's talked about in the past, but is is trying to, to kind of not merge, but uh, marry the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl with the Shrine Bowl and it. have it here in Myrtle Beach as a weekend event, one day for the touchstone bowl and one day for the shrine bowl and that might be something that's could come to fruition sooner than later because the shrine bowl even though they're playing this year i don't know that they have great leadership i don't know that they have great widespread interest with it being handled there mostly by the folks in north carolina even though the game's going to be played in south carolina at spartanburg high school and there just might not be the interest there any any longer for people to run that game and so it could happen Here sometime down the road. Can't tell you exactly when, but it could happen. That would be a pretty good thing, don't you think? I think it would be a terrific idea. Uh, my father and I have actually talked about this for years, about merging those two games together. The only problem that I could see in that is the Shrine Bowl has always had the uh, first day when the players show up meeting in Greenville at the Shriners Hospital. I guess they could still do that and then have everybody travel down to the beach. Logistically, that might be the only issue you would have with the uh, Shrine Bowl. But other than that, I don't see any reason why you couldn't put both of these high school games on the same weekend. And here's something else you could do, Phil. If you do that, then you bump the Touchstone Energy Bowl back to maybe the same weekend as the Shrine Bowl. That opens up another week where the teams could be a little bit more flexible during the regular season when we have hurricanes and bad weather and the like, you know, so we don't run into a situation like we've had in years past where they've had to play two or three games in the same week just to try to catch up and get everything in by the first weekend of December. Now the weekend of champions could fluctuate and it could actually be maybe the second weekend in December. Yeah, a lot of things can happen here moving forward. So we'll talk with Scott early when he gets here tonight. We'll grab him and get him on for a few minutes. Then the other uh, thing to talk about besides recruiting and we'll get into that in just a little bit and the um the big recruiting news that also came out last night is that uh, clemson finally offered jarvis green the running back from dutch fork and i think that pretty much settles it with green who later uh, well today he decommitted from james Mm -hmm. madison he also got an offer from virginia tech last night but He's called Clemson his dream offer. Uh, He's very close to Anthony Williams. He's been up there a lot. 
he just has to kind of get over not that he has to get over it, but I mean, you know, you have to realize that you weren't top of the board and that when Kobe Pace went into the transfer portal, John, and then when this um, the Johnson kid, Christopher Johnson in Fort Lauderdale dropped Clemson, that's when they came back to him with the offer. And he's going to have to go in there and show them that uh, it was well worth it and that he can play at that level. Again, who knows what's going to happen? I, I think about Mikey Dukes, the very, very good running back out of First Baptist a few years ago. Clemson took him late. Clemson's where he wanted to go. Um, unfortunately for him, he came in at a time when Clemson got loaded up with outstanding running backs. Yeah, uh, That's about the time that um, uh, I think Wayne Gallman was maybe like finishing up or on his way out. Uh, and then you had ETN uh, come in there. And ETN, of course, exploded on the scene. Nobody kind of – I don't think anybody knew that was going to happen when he got there. So – We'll keep an eye on that, but that's going to probably happen for Clemson here in the not-too-distant future. But he will not be an early uh, enrollee because he plays basketball for Dutch Fork. He won't get there till the summer. And the other thing, of course, the search for the uh, offensive coordinator at South Carolina. Now, last night on the show, we cited the big spur as pretty much having South Carolina hiring the tight ends coach from Arkansas, Dowell Logans. Remember, they, they went into great detail about him, his history, uh, why it would be a good hire, all, all these things. They pretty much mm-hmm. had him um, hired. You know, I'm not making anything up here. I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm just telling you the facts. They pretty much had him hired yesterday. Now they've backed off of that. And, in fact, it, it, it might not be uh, logins at all. Uh, I saw a tweet. Now, this doesn't really mean anything absolute, but there was a tweet by Loggins today on a recruiting visit with Sam Pittman at Arkansas. So, I mean, he's still actively there at Arkansas doing in-home visits with the head coach. So, I mean, now that it, it, look, things could change, and he, he could, you know, it, it could turn out to be him somewhere down the road. But I'm going to tell you what I've been saying from the get is what Shane Beamer said. He's not going to hire anybody until after the bowl game. There's no rush to push – a coordinator into this job that Shane Beamer is going to take his time to hire. And, you know, for whatever reason, some people want to push an agenda, want to push a hire on Shane Beamer and make it sound like something's happening when, in actuality, it's not. So apparently this has gone cold and uh, is, is not happening right now. And so I don't think anybody knows what Shane Beamer is doing, really, except for Shane Beamer, and that's the way it should be. I think you got uh, a lot of people throwing stuff out there to see if it sticks and see if somebody might emerge. In due time, Shane Beamer will hire his OC, and then people will react one way or another. I imagine, I imagine he could hire Jesus Christ and <laughs> have him walking on water to Williams Bryce, and you'd still have people on message boards complaining about that. I mean, seriously, because, that's the mindset. Because he doesn't and, run and I don't mean, well enough. <laughs> and, and please don't get mad at me. I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm just using that as, a, as an example. But you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You could hire oh, yeah. somebody that's absolutely perfect, and he's going to have his detractors, okay? But and some people kind of get in their mind that South Carolina can just attract, you know, all these coaches are lining up. Dan Mullen, Kendall Bryles are all going to come to South Carolina. No, that's not going to happen. He's probably going to find somebody. My guess is maybe a younger guy, maybe somebody who's an up-and-comer uh, that he likes, 
that will be loyal to him, who will come in and, and develop uh, the offense uh, with him and, and go, go from there. So people just need to chill out when it comes to this. He'll, he'll get it done in due time at, at, his, at his schedule, nobody else's schedule. But, Phil, you follow recruiting better than anybody I know. And with the early signing period now, what, two weeks from now? What is it, uh, the 21st, I think, yeah. of December? Yeah. Yeah. How, much, how much influence do you think an offensive coordinator, especially when you've got a change like Carolina does, how much do you think that might weigh on players who are considering the Gamecocks? And if, let's say, tomorrow they announce Dan Mullen, for instance, just pull out a name out of the hat, would that actually yeah. be better than still trying to wonder, going through the signing period, what the OC might look like? No, I don't think so. I think at this stage, I mean, they've got their class pretty much in place. Now, they're still trying to get a quarterback. And maybe that's the one thing, like, they're trying to get Lenora Sellers from South Florence. Now, he's already mm -hmm. committed to Syracuse. But Syracuse, one of the reasons he chose Syracuse was because of the uh, offensive coordinator there was, with, was at Virginia. When he committed to Virginia, he goes to Syracuse. He commits there. Now this O.C., has um has left and gone to where did he land? He landed at where did he just go? Uh, was it Louisville? I'm trying to remember. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Maybe we can find out real quick. But my point NC is, State. You know, that State might make, because he's the he's the one NC who's taking State, Tim Beck's right. mm -hmm. spot when Tim yes, Beck left to go. take the coastal job. So he's going to NC State. Good call. And um, so does that weaken Lenore Sellers? opinion on Syracuse and help South Carolina, you know, all Shane Beamer can tell him is, hey, we're going to get a great offensive coordinator and a great quarterback coach, so you have to trust me on that. Um, and, again, I think the, um, the key thing here is Rattler. I mean, you know he's got to stay in communication with Rattler. Mm -hmm. yes. Do you hire somebody? Here's, I think, where Beamer's maybe in a bit of a dilemma. Do you have to hire a coordinator – that works for for Rattler in the hopes that he'll come back for another year, or if Rattler's only going to be one more game and gone, then you got to hire a coordinator that just doesn't – you don't hire him just for the sake of Rattler. you got to hire him for the sake of everybody and for the long term of your offense. Um, so I think that's – i I, I got to believe he's kind of weighing those, those thoughts as he goes through this process and checking to see if Rattler uh, – I'm not saying Rattler has to sign off on the hire, but I'm sure he'd like to have some input from him just to make sure that the QB1 is, is happy about who he's bringing in. It might, might uh, lead to him coming back for another year. If he were to come back for another year for South Carolina and some of the other guys, I mean, good gracious, they could be a top 10, top 15 team easily mm -hmm. next year. Yeah. yeah, I think you have to, whether you like it or not as a head coach, I think you've got to at least run this past – Spencer Rattler, because, I mean, you want him back for next season. And even if you only have him for one more year, imagine winning going from, say, nine wins if they were to win the bowl game this year to perhaps getting into double-digit wins. What kind of momentum, even with Rattler moving on, what kind of momentum does that give you moving forward? Now, I think you, you should be able to find a coordinator that would have enough of a mix that Spencer Rattler would be happy with play calling and then whomever would replace him the following season could fit into the system as well. Okay, our phone number, 888-898-2525, South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number here on Sports Talk since 2002. More than $829 million in lottery proceeds have been used to fund lottery tuition assistance for students attending technical colleges in South Carolina 
learn about the lottery's impact at seducationlottery.com slash education wins. Playing for fun is a win for education. We've gone, gone kind of long here, so we'll stay with things here and, and, um, and hit the bottom of the hour break. If you want to jump on board with a, with a phone call to us, question or comment or an observation, maybe you want to tell us your, uh, who you think is going to win Mr. Football tomorrow. Uh, share your thoughts with us on that or the Heisman Trophy, who you think is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Happy to take that on, 888-898-2525. Pat is back in our Dave & Buster studios in uh, Columbia, so he'll take your phone calls. Remember, with Dave & Buster's, make sure you get over there, Columbia, Myrtle Beach, and Greenville. Eat, drink, play, catch the big games all season long at Dave & Buster's in Greenville, Columbia, Myrtle Beach. Okay, to Keith. In Camden, go ahead and jump on some calls. Thank you, Pat. Keith, welcome into Sports Talk on this Friday night. Great to have you with us. Hey, Phil. How y'all doing tonight? Man, I tell you, what a day. Got a chance to play a little yeah. golf down here. It was cool. It was overcast, yeah. but it was just perfect for hunting gopher balls. Yep, I tried to play a little bit today, but I tell you what, it was a little soggy. But, uh, now, Keith, look, I got to ask you something. Now, you're yes, you're but, a you're a preacher. Mm-hmm. You're a preacher. Yes, sir. I so when you when you something on when you hit a bad water. shot, <laughs> well, when, when you hit a bad shot, do you say some things that maybe most preachers shouldn't say? Uh, Sheila. That's my <laughs> word, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. Okay. And you go figure out. <laughs> that works for you. Okay. Yeah, I wish I could be so me. gentle. Yeah, yeah, Sheila. Yeah, yeah. Sheila. Look, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> look, uh, you know what I think on um, Rattler? You look at the last two games, and as long as he's got somebody, it's obvious Rattler's throwing the long ball. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, as long as you got somebody that's willing to open the offense up, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But the reason I called, last night I listened and uh, you made a point. I graduated in 80 and had tickets till 2015. And I walked away from it because of the money. And then you're talking about uh, the AD soliciting people for more money. It's just money, 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 money. And it's a train wreck. It's just terrible. It's uh, not the sport that we grew up with. And I get it. Life changes things change but uh it's just about the money period well i mean and i hear what you're saying i can't believe that people aren't turned off by the fact that everywhere you turn now in college sports people want money from you you know they want money from you to buy the tickets to the games and to park and concessions and to give money for the scholarships and to give money to this uh, NIL uh, collective and that NIL collective, and they want you to come to the events and be with the players. And what do the players want? These players aren't coming to these events out of the goodness of their hearts anymore. They used to, you know, they used to sign an autograph for you for nothing. Not anymore. You know, they want to get paid. Yeah. So you go to these events where they are, you, you're going to have to pay. You're right. It's money, money, it's money. terrible. And I think that it. Uh, I, I don't know. I think at some point in time enough people are going to just get turned off and fed up by it and take their money and their interest and go do something else. Well, you know what? Uh, I was there with George, a great guy, 
And, you know, we know in the 70s things were going on, but nothing like what we're seeing today. And it just it just gives it a black eye. And, uh, you just it just kind of sour grapes. At what point do you say enough's enough? So, well, and the other thing, too, is every one of these players and every one of their parents thinks they're, uh, you know, they're, they're um, let me think of uh, they're, they're, uh, LeBron James. I mean, they're, they all think they're so marketable. They all think that if they, they put out a line of T-shirts or something, that people are just going to line up and money's just going to come pouring into their bank accounts uh, from people all over the place. I just don't think that's the case. I don't think many of them are, are that marketable, you know. I know I wouldn't spend money on any of them personally. And, and I know you got your zealots out there who will give money to anything that they think is helping their football team because for some reason they that must kind of empower them in their mind to know that they're pouring money into their football program but i just don't see it all right thank you for the phone call back in a moment Hey, welcome back, everybody. Sports Talk, Sports Talk Media Network, Friday night edition. We're at Top Golf in Myrtle Beach, and I might never leave. I might be like the guy in the movie who lived in the airport for like was oh, it yeah, LAX where he lived. Yeah. <laughs> he lived at the airport movie. for like 10 or 15 years. What was it? Terminal? Terminal. was the name yep. of it? Terminal? Yeah. I might do that here at Top Golf, and uh, I don't know what they'll call me. Top golfer. Maybe. I want to see you get out there with your tsunami bar and, and show those young men how to utilize that, improve their swings. I use you could that. flip. You I could flip your camera today around. To, yeah. I use my tsunami bar today to loosen up. George Bryan will join us at seven thirty. In fact, last night, well, you heard it on the show last night. Ran into Mike Armstrong and mm-hmm. David Abernathy, work at uh, Williams Weights, and David Abernathy is actually the dude who invented the tsunami bar. In the Clemson weight room, we were talking afterwards, and he was just telling me about it, how, you know, he just discovered that using the tsunami bar and putting the weights on there and using that for your weightlifting a lot better on the hands than the steel bar was. And mm. now uh, there are th- hundreds of thousands of these in weight rooms all around the country. Everybody, everybody uses them and swears by them. Uh, and George and uh, Robbie will join us at 730, and we'll talk more about that then. Uh, let's see what we got next. All right, back to the phones. A couple of quick notes, 888-898-2525. Plenty of time for your calls, but a couple of important notes. The Football Riders Association of America announced today it has named a Clemson defensive tackle Tyler Davis as a second-team All-American for 2022. Only Tiger named that team. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, Furman's outstanding tight end. Furman's outstanding tight end. Ryan Miller is announcing for the NFL draft. This has got to be maybe a first. I can't remember another Furman player announcing for the NFL draft with eligibility remaining. But he had a great career and a great year at Furman. And I think he'll be drafted, uh, Phil. I really do. I'm I'm like uh, you. You were talking about him last, last night. He's a terrific, terrific player. Great hands. I think he'll translate to the NFL game really well. 
I agree. Uh, the Steelers in particular, I'm not saying the Steelers are going to draft him, but I think they showed a lot of interest in him and sent uh, scouts to see him on multiple occasions. Our poll question of the week has been quite popular this week, and basically it is what do you think Clemson will achieve in the uh, Cade Klubnik era as long as that might happen to be as the Tigers' starting quarterback? What do you think they will achieve? Uh, 784 votes, one more day left to vote, and right now the majority thinks that an ACC championship will be the best they will achieve which, you know, would match what D.J. Uyangale achieved. Or do you give D.J. Uyangale credit for winning the ACC championship? Even He was benched after the second series against North Carolina. You give him credit for helping win there. games to get yeah. them in the championship game. Yeah. Um, 32.5% believe that he will get them to a national championship, and 24.6% say he, they will achieve neither of the above. So you still have some time. And the seven finalists, again – for Mr. Football in South Carolina, as we look ahead to that tomorrow, they are Jarvis Green from Dutch Fork, running back, Bryson James, running back from Clinton, Raheem Jeter, quarterback from Spartanburg, Xavier McLeod, defensive tackle from Camden, Jonah Norris, running back from Lexington, Lenoris Sellers, quarterback from South Florence, and Tyler Smith, running back from Barnwell. All really good players, all with great stats. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pick one over the other, but somebody did. Glad it's not us because they won't send yeah. the complaints to Sports Talk. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's right. Boy, the message boards will be you know, lighting up tomorrow. Hey, it should have oh, been man. this guy. How could you yeah, pick no that doubt. guy? It should have been this guy. Uh, they're all good guys. Any of them deserve it. And we'll have that announcement for you tomorrow during halftime of the broadcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. Back to your phone calls. Uh, yeah, Pat, you got one more before we uh, hit the phones. What you got? Yeah, and th- this story came out earlier this morning, but we had not mentioned it yet. Just an interesting note that the Atlantic Sun and the WAC, who are currently in the FCS, the remaining teams in those two conferences have announced that they are going to join forces and create a 10-member football-only conference uh, with the intention of, in the next few years, hopefully within the next five to seven years, moving up to the FBS level and becoming the 11th FBS conference. Uh, As of right now, the goal is for this new conference that has not yet been named that I've seen uh, to start playing in 2024, and they're hoping by 2030 to move up and become an FBS conference. Well, you know what that means. Money, Let's money, expand money. the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> Let's expand the playoffs. Everybody's chasing that dollar. Enough. Let's go to 24. 12 will not be enough. Uh, thank you for that. I'm just taking a double, a double check here. No South Carolina players named to this All-American team, which, I mean, if there, really? if there was one Gamecock who you would jump at you who should be an All-American, who do you think off of this year's team? Kai Kroger, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, he may have been the MVP too. of the Clemson game. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. Let's see. Their yeah. punter, their first-team punter, is the guy from Iowa. I don't know any stats on him, but Tory Taylor from Iowa is the first-team punter. And let's see if there's a second-team punter. Uh, second-team specialist to the punter is Bryce Barringer from Michigan State. I uh, can't imagine that either of them is much better than Kai Kroger. Also, when you factor in his passing ability and his fake punts and his threat from that standpoint, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
whatever reason, that's 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 the deal there. So, and this is one of the, um, you know, there's I think five All-American teams that comprise the consensus All-American teams, and this is one of them, I believe, the Riders Association. So this is, you know, I don't personally, I don't know about you guys, I don't recognize here on the show. Every All-American team that comes out, 24-7 has theirs. Rivals has theirs. On three, CBSSports.com. No, 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 no. I mean, I'll recognize the AP. I'll recognize the FWAA. Um, I'll recognize uh, what else? What else? Uh, heck, that's about it, really. I mean, I like to recognize the AP and the FWAA. Uh, maybe that's about it. I mean, you can get overwhelmed with all these different All-American oh, yeah. teams. We should have an All-American team. If we put together the Sports Talk All-American team, would it be reported on all across the country? Probably not. So I'm not doing it for all the other All-American teams that come out. <laughs> they can use their own space. Okay, uh, we go back to the phones, 888-898-2525. Uh, Malik Cunningham of Louisville has entered the portal. Oh, Malik Cunningham is on the move. So if you want a non-passing running quarterback, there's your guy. We go to um, – Andy in Columbia with us next here on Sports Talk. Andy, welcome in. How are you? Hey, Phil. Hey, Chris. Hey, Pat. I'm doing well. Hope y'all are doing well. How about the All-American Corn Team? I like it. The All-American Corn Team. Yeah. That sounds like one of those women's – that sounds like one of those women's baseball leagues back during wartime. You know, you, know, never took, you never took my one suggestion about doing the ratings as, as corn cobs. So, you know, as corn, them cobs. corn cobs, <laughs> you know, that, that would just all fit yeah. in together. And you know what else yeah. is ridiculous when you're talking about Kroger? He wasn't even a finalist for the Ray Guy trophy. Yeah, Ray I Guy can't believe award. that either. I mean, I can't believe what, that are you, either. what are these mm-hmm. putzes out there looking at? You know, that's putzes. All that's a good yeah. word. You can say yeah, that's it, a word you exactly. can say over the air and not get in trouble. You know what's funny? I have a really good friend who their last name's Putz. <laughs> well, there's a uh, there's an athlete last name Putz. Well, yeah, Putz, um, who, was a, who was the young relief pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a very good yeah. relief pitcher. He pitched for the um, Mets, I believe, and the Braves and a couple other people. But um, mm-hmm. one reason for my call. I sit here and I've been listening the past few days about all these people getting all up in the air about the offensive coordinator position. Let's go back, what, five years ago when um, Chad Holbrook was hired? I mean, fired? Mm-hmm. What was going on here? Who, who, who were the names being thrown around? I mean, and this was a team that was, what, six or seven years away from winning two now, or five years away from winning two um, straight national championships and being in three national championship um, um, playoffs. And look at what we had to get as a head coach. Right? But everybody was talking about um, Sullivan, um, the Virginia coach, the Louisville coach, all these coaches are going to come here. You know, everybody needs to calm down because – what you what we think of the program isn't what the nation thinks of the program. Bottom line, I, I hate. Yeah, to say I mean, it. I think that's the case with everybody. Everybody believes their place is the best place on the planet, and everybody wants to come there to work and live and play and all that. And I mean, look, I think the I think the story is is still to be written on Mark Kingston. 
I know you're not big on him. You said that yeah, many times over the year. Powell's going to come well, in and take his place. That'll, that's how it'll be well, written in, in, in stone. Well, time will tell. I mean, they might have a very good team this year. Monty Lee will nope. certainly help. But I think pitching, healthy pitching will help more than anything else. And they should have tons of that. They should have tons of healthy pitching. And I think they're going to be, well, I mean, I kind of thought last year they were going to be pretty good and they had a losing season. But yeah. I think they're going to be pretty good. I see a pretty good team potentially coming up here in the spring. So I'd give it a chance and let it play out. And don't get too, you know, beat up over the Clemson series one way or the other. People get upset over that Clemson series. If you win it or lose it, it really doesn't tell the story of your entire season, of course, because it's so early and, and things happen over the ensuing months. So um, I'd give it a chance and see what happens. Yeah, I'm giving it a chance. I'm just counting my days till Landon Powell becomes the head coach. So, you know, that's just my feeling about it. Now, Mr. Mr. Okay. Korn, I didn't hear any comment about the big um, center field signing yesterday for us, but people don't realize that 160 Us would million, be who? Us would be who? Us on this show, us means the Yankees uh, when it comes to baseball. Us would be the amazing Mets. And, uh, and, you who know, cares about the there's Mets? There's still two more pieces that are going to be put together I'm on taking a team. poll of the host. I'm taking and a actually, poll of Pat the host. And actually, Pat and I would like to have a word about that, too. Yeah. $320 million payroll at the moment right now with two more pieces. Yeah, I saw somebody say – I saw a story the day that said the Steinbrenners would be proud of the Mets. Well, you know what the deal wasting is. Wasting their money. The $160 million we spent yesterday on Nemo is really $290 million when you put the Steve Cohn 80% tax on top of it. You realize okay. that? Everything okay, that you yeah. spend over two ninety gets 80% taxed. Yeah. Okay. So everything we're going to be spending now, because we're going to go after Ken A. What's his name? Ken A. Uh, um, what's his name? The pitcher from all Japan. I know, Kenny Stingate. All I know. We're going after Kenny Stingate. And we're going to say goodbye because I'm tired of talking about the Mets. Uh, thank you for calling, Andy. Have a great weekend. All I know is Aaron Judge is where he's supposed to be. All rise, and we'll hit another 60-plus home runs this year, and we'll lead us to the promised land. And we'll lose in the divisional series yet again. <laughs> I was thinking Phil's been saying that ever since Aaron Judge signed with the Yankees. Would you rather him hit 60 again or actually uh, pace himself so he's not worn out by the time the playoffs roll around like he was this past year? He's got to figure out how to hit the curveball in the postseason. That's the problem. He just. <laughs> by the way, thanks to Tim Beret for uh, reaching out to us and telling me the five polls for Consensus All-Americans. And thank you, Tim. AP, the writer's poll which we just had, oh, the coaches poll, Walter Camp, and Sporting News. So those are the okay. five. You make all five of those, you're a consensus All-American. So Legitimately, I would think, too. Thank yeah, you, Tim. I've got no problem and, with that. And uh, congratulations on your uh, pending marriage. You know, Tim's getting married. Tim got engaged. That? Good for him. How about that? And they said it would never happen. And he got engaged to a Gamecock on top of that. <laughs> I just hope his fiance is a sports fan because I don't know how you live with oh, Tim she if is. you don't like sports. <laughs> Kate is she's, she's, Kate's great. She's a lawyer, uh, and she's a gamecock, and she uh, she's she's perfect balance. For, I imagine they sit around and talk stats 
all the time. So we've got to go to the break or we're going to be in trouble. We are, we are about to run behind two breaks. So let's go to our break, and we'll come back and continue with your phone calls. And the phone number is 888-898-2525, South Carolina. Education Lottery. Lucky number here on Sports Talk. We'll continue in a moment. Don't go away. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. I'm attorney Jim Corbett. I love sports, and I've helped people for over 30 years. Contact me at jim at jimcorbettattorney.com when the insurance company won't pay your claim or you have complicated issues. Some other business causes your business to lose money? Jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. When you lose a relative and find out you got cut out of a will or don't get what was promised. When you have serious injury, like from a wreck or mishap or on the job. Jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. Founders Federal Credit Union knows your life is busy and your money is important. We are proud to offer local personalized services and convenient online services like Founders Online and the Founders app. You'll love being with us as much as we love serving you. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership with Founders. Relax. Win with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. In Columbia, South Carolina, the game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. 
When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games set from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Thank you. Thank you for world-traveling rocket scientists. For tires bigger than your grandma's house. For 3D printing research. For artists in residency. Thank you for all the things that take us to the next level. Thank you for playing the lottery. For funding scholarships. For funding grants. For funding innovation in this state. Thank you. The South Carolina Education Lottery. When you play, we all win. We are back on Sports Talk at Top Golf here in Myrtle Beach. They've named the captains for tomorrow's Touchstone Energy Cooperative's North-South game. And the uh, captains will be as follows. For the North, it will be Evan Javis from Spring Valley and Bennett Judy from Hillcrest. And for the uh, South team, the captains will be Zoltan Osborne, Fort Dorchester, and Tanner Staten of Brooklyn Casey, two quarterbacks. Zoltan Osborne, when you see him in person, uh, he wins the award for best hair. He's got best hair. I, he's got a big old curly, curly mop of hair to go with the, the facial beard, so he gets the vote for the the best hair on the scene. And best name. I mean, if you're going by Zoltan, you've got to have good hair. I think that's a requirement. If you're going to be a superhero, carry that kind of name as well. Yeah. You can hear the noise picking up as I look up. I see the players are here, and they went right to the golf clubs. I mean, they're not even looking at the food yet. They have all grabbed golf clubs, and they're out there swinging away. You're going to see some <laughs> some funny shots out there, I'm sure. I'm keeping, keeping my distance. I don't know if any of them can hack one in here or not. But, yeah, they're here now, and they're about to have a blast. Let's go to Bruce in Missouri. We continue with calls here the next few minutes. Bruce? Welcome into Sports Talk. How are you? Hey, Phil. I appreciate you taking my call again tonight. And I, I bet they're going to have a ball out there hitting those little balls around. It's going to be funny yes, to watch them. <laughs> anyway, you were just talking up my alley. We're talking about running the ball, offensive um, teams running the ball. But see, um, in Abbeville, and that's one of the reasons they won eight straight championships um, in 2A ball and playing up other schools and beating them is. 4A, 3A, you know, um, we all will learn together. The community learned together, Mike, Midget, in, in high school. And we know we knew what each other's abilities were. And, um, I mean, that's what we did in Abbeville run the ball. And, uh, they still we do. Every night. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed right. in Abbeville. Right. I mean, that's their thing. And that's the whole point. But, you know, but, that's what Bobby Bentley did at Burns. Uh, and maybe even before yeah. him, Coach Corn, and, and even Chris Miller, I think they all did the same thing there. They had a feeder system within their own school yeah. system where they had – everybody played 
uh, the same With system everybody. going back to sixth right. or seventh grade. By the time they got to varsity, oh, no, we, they were well-schooled on what they were doing offensively. Oh, we started in the second grade, Phil. Playing six with the sixth graders. Mm-hmm. And and, and my first uh, you know uh, state championship in football was going down to Paris Island. And I was I was a second grader. I didn't play, but I got to watch the game, and I got to be down there with the, with the troops and stuff, you know. And in, in midgets, we won the state championship too, and then in, in high school. But you want to talk to some of the guys from Abbeville down in the Mar, and um, then one of them is playing linebacker, and you watch how he plays football. He's, he's, he hits horizontal. He don't stand up and, and walk down the field with anybody. I guarantee you that. He'll put some wood to somebody, and they're going to be flat on the ground with him on top of them. Decleating is what you call it. Decleating. All right, thank you very yeah. much. Appreciate it. Uh, very quickly, let's go to um, Gamecock Larry. Gamecock Larry in Swansea. Welcome in, sir. Got about a minute. How are you? Okay. I'm, I'm, all you Clemson, all you Gamecock fans and all you Clemson fans, Shane Beamer's put it out. He will name an offensive coordinator after the bowl season, after the bowl game. Well, if he makes it before then, he will let you know, so don't worry about it. And another thing, Phil, you asked me the other day, who shot President Kennedy? And I told you Oswald. But if you ask these dumb Democrats, they say Trump did. Go Gamecocks. (laughs) Okay, Larry. Larry's getting his own personal shot in there. By the way, uh, at Chris's suggestion, I don't know what you can see, but I've turned my camera, the stream here at Top Golf, and you can see some of the football players there as they attempt to swing a golf club. Uh, so maybe I can get my camera over there a little closer. I don't know. We're going to hit the break here at the top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go away. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. Here on Sports Talk on a Friday night all across the state of uh, South Carolina. Glad to have you with us here this evening. If you'd like to uh, jump on board the uh, program, love to hear from you. Been working through some phone calls. We can certainly squeeze in a few more at 888-898-2525. Again, 888-898-2525. That is the uh, South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number. And did you know that since 2002, more than $829 million in lottery proceeds have been used to fund lottery to assistance for students attending technical college here in our state. You can learn more about the South Carolina Education Lottery's impact at sceducationlottery.com slash education wins. Playing for fun is a win for education. Chris Bergen here in the PD. Rainy day here. Pat Daniel taking your phone calls back in our Dave and Buster studio in Columbia. And Phil must have run out to uh, swing a couple of golf clubs during the break. He is with us from Top Golf down at Myrtle Beach, getting ready for tomorrow's Touchstone Energy Bowl between the North and the South. So, did you get a swing or two in? 
feels like because I can walk away from something and know how long five minutes is. But I miscalculated here because I was in conversation with so many people. So we are back. We are at uh, Top Golf. I was out there watching some of the players swing the clubs. And uh, it's, it's a danger zone. <laughs> it's, it's a danger zone for sure out there. Um, I've got a couple of guests. Let me welcome them in. We have uh, Scott Early with us, the uh, game director, and Bob Pauling from Touchstone Energy Cooperatives, the sponsor for the game, the, um, the movement behind the game, and uh, they have done such a fabulous job. Uh, Scott, first of all, congratulations to you. We talked about it earlier tonight. You're making the move from the sidelines to uh, maybe, what, the boardroom as you become the uh, executive director of the South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association. What's this, um, what's this move mean for you at this stage of your, uh, of your career? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the timing wasn't, wasn't great, but it's not, you know, on my time, it's on God's time. So I felt like uh, being a part of this for over 20 years now and being trained and, and brought along by two legends and Keith Richards and Shell Dula, um, and, and, and the fact that, the, you know, this job only comes open once every 20 years, <laughs> that it was an opportunity of a lifetime for me, uh, and I was, you know, ready to step away from the field and, you know, take the whistle off and put a tie on. So I'm, I'm so excited and looking forward to working as hard as I can for the coaches and the kids in the state of South Carolina. What is your immediate vision? What do you see for your organization, and, you know, what sort of things do you want to do moving forward? Well, I think the first thing is I'm not a finished product. I think uh, now I've had an advantage being a part of this for so long, but there's so many integral parts of that position that basically I will begin in January and I will train under the tutelage of Coach Dula until August when he takes me through a clinic cycle, which, you know, is a bear mm-hmm. with the Hall of Fame banquet and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm up to snuff, then, then, then they'll, they'll, they'll take the handcuffs off and turn me loose. So I look forward to being having Shell uh, give me the opportunity to be complete and lacking of nothing when I'm in the position. Uh, but as of now, um, I can't wait to get you know deep into this with Coach Dula and get into the integral parts of it, so that when it is my time, that I'm that I'm prepared for it. Bob, you've worked with uh, Scott here for many years mm-hmm. at the ball game here, and. I think you would agree with me. He's a visionary. He has ideas. He had ideas about this game going back many, many years. And I can see where that vision will come into great use in his new role working with the Coach Association. There's no doubt. Um, I've, I've seen Scott over the last eight or so years just just really mature into a, an outstanding leader. And uh, he was in the background doing all the work. And Coach Richardson was, uh, of course, being his his uh, mentor mm-hmm. and Scott to, took full advantage of that and I would have too and I've been in that situation and I'm um, just sitting in this venue tonight is Scott's vision he called me out of the blue and said I got a great idea he claims he came up with it but who knows but anyhow, <laughs> I will give him the credit for it yeah and I uh, said we need to get these kids to do something on Friday night and they got a brand new top golf facility around the corner I said well Scott let's make it happen and it's just fantastic Watching these guys try to hit a golf ball, big old football players, and if they make contact, it goes a long way. But <laughs> yes. if if they make contact, so anyhow, y'all seen Scott mature, and Coach Richardson took this game to a level, and already we have uh, through Scott's vision of taking it to the next level. The sponsors' dinner last night was um, exploded. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a standing room only, mm-hmm. first time ever that I know of, and 
um, we've got a great problem. We're going to have to get a bigger venue. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's where Scott's vision is and where mine is and the electric cooperatives around South Carolina that are in full support of this game. It's one of the coolest things we do together. We do a lot of things together because, we, you know, we're in our communities. Mm-hmm. And it's all about our communities, and this is one of the ways that these kids they get recognized, and, and um, it's just fantastic to be a part of. And yesterday was one of the big days because that's when you went shopping at mm-hmm. Target. It's a great day for the, the players and those kids. And I know you. I told the story last night how you'll stand by the registers, <laughs> and if somebody comes up a few dollars short. Now, you've already given them $150 each to spend, but you know how it is when you're spending. And if somebody comes up a few dollars short, you're there to fill in the gap. Well, these guys don't comprehend sales tax from time to time. <laughs> I think down here it's almost 10% sales tax. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's that's 15 bucks they add on. But anyhow, yeah. one 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 thing that tickled me yesterday is a little girl that um, a couple players had, and she was like, she was bouncing around. I finally watched them. They actually kind of put her in the cart and rode her around yeah. because they couldn't keep up with her. Yeah. So they did her shopping, and it just it's just magical to see these guys uh, trying on, helping these little kids try on little shoes and picking up, picking out things for themselves and their families. And I feel it's the most impactful thing that happens. Um, the reality is, some of these kids have these kids, these football players have no idea that kids don't have Christmas. So it gives them that you know, opens their minds and their hearts up to that. And then other ones, you know, have been in that situation where they did not have presents under the tree. And you never know. You never know what these kids, how they were raised and what they've been exposed to. But if you talk to somebody that's played in the game in the past and ask them what the most impactful thing is, it's always the shopping trip. Without a doubt, that's what that's their first answer, the shopping trip. So, And let's give credit where credit is due. This was an idea born by one of your former players at Myrtle Beach High School. Yeah, Brandon Fry, who, who played for me here and who went on to be a captain at Virginia Tech and played in the NFL for the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Oilers or Houston Texans. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, he he wanted to give back to his community, and he wanted to give back to this game. And he come to me and said, hey, you know, I, and this was his idea. He said, Coach, I'd, I'd like to do this. And, you know, when he got out of the league and moved on to Wells Fargo up in up in the Washington, D.C. area, um, Again, what, what, the reason we have the best title sponsor in the world is because it's my ideas and his checkbook. <laughs> so it, and, and, you know, anytime we need something, I mean, yeah. well, I was literally scared to call Bob to tell him the price tag on this. And, yeah. and uh, he said, Coach, we was on the phone. He said, Coach, I got it. Don't worry about it. You have my word. And there's no signed contract or nothing. We just worked that well together. And, you know, I had people down here at the sponsor session last night, and there was a guy, what was his name? He was from Game Breaker, a new helmet company. I, I didn't he's, from, name, he's from the Virginia area. He's been all over the country. He's been to Evercott, been to every football event, Super Bowls. He said, I've never seen people this passionate about football. You can just feel the energy hmm. in the room about the game. And I think that's what is special about our game is we, we have, you know, all-star officials, all-star training crew, all-star players. We try to get better every year, and every time – we, we need something or want something, Touchstone Energy steps up. So now they take over shopping trip. They take over Mr. Football. They take over Top Golf, And it's just amazing. And, you know, I said last night to Mike, but I have to apologize to all their customers next week because their power bill is probably going to go oh, up a little bit. Now. You know, oh. It's got to come oh. from somewhere. Come on now. But it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That was a joke. Everybody listening, that yeah. was a joke. But uh, a lot of times humor is, is, is the way I'm uh, so grateful to have them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's awesome experience, awesome experience. Let me ask you this, too. Now, you, you've had a whistle around your neck all these years, uh, and you're taking that off, and you're taking the cleats off, and you're putting on the – 
the coat and tie, I guess. I mean, what's – and you're not going to be running this game anymore. So, not directly. So, what's that going to be like for you at this stage of your life? You're still a relatively young guy from a coaching standpoint. You don't look worn out. Right. Well – Oh, he ain't no worn, worn out about this guy. I'll tell you that right now. Well, no, I'm, I'm usually staring at the ceiling at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> trying to come up with another idea for yeah, Bob. Yeah. But, no, it's – it's uh, I, have a, I have a great piece about it. I have a uh, – it's just, it's just something that being involved, being the president of the association, you know, I go in to, 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 I guess, per se, interview, and I look up there and I say, well, this is a mission statement that I wrote in 2007. You see things that, that we've done, and then being, being involved with the game and, and, and Coach Rich and Coach Dula, I, I just felt like, you know, this was a calling for me, that, it, that, it, that I didn't need to be selfish, that I needed to expand my platform, and that I needed to – to follow the plan that God had for my life, and it just it just you know fell into place. And uh, uh, I'm not apprehensive at all about walking off the field, but I'm very nervous about taking over the huge shoes of Coach Sheldula. Yeah, um, and that's why I feel like my my toolage and training part is going to be vitally important to my success. Who takes over direction of the game moving forward? Well, I'm I'm still going to be in the game mm-hmm. and 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 do some things now I'll, ha- I'll probably have more help i try to find an expert in every area okay. but but my assistant neil smith if you went to doug shaw right now feel this combine has gotten so big mm-hmm. i mean it's incredible and it's too much for one person to do so neil and i along with mickey uh, and the rest of my team will kind of jointly do this together but this is something that's so near and dear to my heart you know i always i always do that but i'll also have other responsibilities too Bob, what do you see for the future of the uh, Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl? Well, as long as I'm around and involved in it, we're absolutely going to remain involved. And um, I can only see it getting growing along with the game itself. Kind of back to the shopping trip I was thinking while you were, y'all were talking. And um, the changes I've seen over the years is the kids, um, they used to, some of them didn't have any idea what to do as far as paying the bill. They had cash or whatnot. And then a few years ago, they started having debit cards. So some of the kids had debit cards, and a couple of them now they got Apple Pay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing, and they, they they go on the app and they find discounts. And um, I couldn't I couldn't keep up with this year because it's going so fast. But in the past we had we had one player team had a kid, and they spent two hundred eighty seven dollars, and they only ended up paying a hundred. Wow! With all the coupons and everything. So those guys are smart shoppers. They are. These kids are smarter in every aspect. They're yeah. football smarter. Yeah. They're you know it's. Y'all, the, the future is in great hands when you get around a bunch of kids like this. I mean, these kids are the best of the best, and and I feel so comfortable at these kids moving into to leadership roles out throughout the future because um, we've got a bright future. I think people need to understand that and, and don't focus on the negative you see all the time. But I see the kids, again, getting bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, and it's just wonderful to be involved in. Well, I got a chance to hear your comments to uh, one of the teams yesterday. They were huddled up. And you spoke to them, and it was quite good, the message that you gave to those guys. And they were locked in on you. I mean, they were listening. They were paying yeah. attention. It yeah. wasn't like they had their heads up in the clouds exactly. or something. And that was yeah. a great message. Yeah. You talked to them about being leaders, about mm-hmm. being, great, you know, being great fathers one day. Yeah. Well, Phil, they're influencers. Yeah. They already are influencers. And it's up to them how they're going to influence their peers and their circle or inner circle, whether it's going to be in a positive or a negative way. And I want to recognize the responsibility that comes with, you know, it's t- almost 3,000 high school football players sitting home. And you got 88 here. Mm-hmm. And, again, to, to be in that position, they need to understand that. And then I, the other thing I told them is, is 
figure out one or two or three people that helped them get where they are and go and hug them and, you know, I, not by FaceTime or social media or text mm -hmm. somebody, thank you, look them out of the eye and thank you and say thank you for creating me and helping me be the person I am. And in 10 or 15 or 20 years, hopefully somebody will come up and do that to you. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the trajectory I tried to, to kind of send those guys on. Thank both of you all for coming over. Sure. Uh, Coach Early, I know you want to get out there and grab a club because you are a pretty good golfer. Well, I think me and Chris Liner is going to have a little side bet here in a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, but I, I, I want to say to you, too, you know, I, we appreciate what you do for this game. Yes. Oh, listen, it's, so many years we love covering it. high school sports and yeah. exposure. And Shane Williamson was speaking at the FCA breakfast this morning. And the point was about the wise men and the stars, and the stars is to shine your light on others, and you've shined your light on this game for a long time, and we really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's been yes. our pleasure. We hope to continue for many, many years. We wish you great luck and success. We're going to be with you. I mean, you're not going anywhere. Right. You're going to be right here in the state. You know, yes. just can't, you know, criticize you for not going for it on third down there at Westside <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But we wish you well, and, Bob, yes. thank you, as always, Absolutely. for everything that you guys do. Yes. We appreciate it, and thanks for coming over. Thanks, yes, sir, Phil. Phil we All appreciate right. it. Thank you. Scott yeah. Early and Bob Pauling with us here on Sports Talk from Top Golf, and they're out there just having a blast. They really are. And thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate you. See you tomorrow. And, of course, Coach Early is the, the is America's finest sideline announcer. <coughs> He'll, well, sorry, Chris. Next to Chris Bergen. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me, let me rephrase that. He is America's finest one-time-a-year sideline announcer. And I'll he'll take be a back on. seat to Coach Early. I'm okay with that. But you know what? He's using your equipment, so, you know, he's going to have it warm for you by the time Just you don't take break it to it. Birmingham. <laughs> exactly. Just well, don't I break it, please. That thing is guarded better than the, than the crown jewels. <laughs> I guard it with my life. Okay, let's go to the break, and we'll come back and – uh, give you the recruiting report for tonight and uh, catch up on some other things before George Bryan uh, and, and Tsunami Robbie join us here at 735. We appreciate Scott and uh, Bob coming over with us here for a few minutes, and we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go away. You were always more than my mom. You were my role model, my best friend, and biggest supporter. You filled my days with unconditional love. And you also prepared for the day when you couldn't be here. Because of the woman you were back then, I'm able to be the woman I am now. Your planning made this moment possible. Set your family up for life. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance. Your friends for life. Life insurance isn't for you. It's for those you love the most. For a complete insurance review, call Buddy Bridges in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. Serving Lawrence, Clinton, and the shores of Lake Greenwood. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Not licensed to do business in all 50 states. We're with Major Billy Downer of DNR Major. It's always a good time for folks to remember to get those licenses renewed. Doesn't matter what time of the year, it's always a season in, whether it's fishing or hunting. Make sure to check your licenses, make sure they're up to date. If you need a hunting or fishing license, you may go to www.dnr.sc.gov 
to purchase your license online or to any local licensed vendor in your local area. And don't forget to join us for SC Wild from DNR with Major Billy Downer on Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. Life, it has its ups and downs. Sometimes it's little things like hitting every red light or dropping your cell phone. Maybe it's the bills, rent, or pressure at work. But when it comes to the South Carolina Education Lottery, you should never feel like playing will solve everything. The lottery is a game. It's played for fun. So set a dollar amount. Expect not to win and make sure responsibilities, family, friends, and work come first. Visit PlayResponsiblySC.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plate it for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Okay, let's do the recruiting report here on Sports Talk. From uh, Top Golf, great place to be to do uh, a recruiting report. Watching those guys out there hack it away. Actually, some of them have some very nice swings. But like they said, when they connect, some of the big guys, when they connect, the ball will sail. Our recruiting is brought to you by Seawells. Hope you'll get there next week for the daily luncheon buffet. I plan to get over there next week and check it out. You can as well, 11 to 2 every day, Monday through Friday at their location on Rosewood Drive. Of course, you've heard me talk about it many times, only $13 for a tremendous selection of meats and vegetables and desserts and salads and beverages. It's all there for you at Seawells. And when you need catering, just give Seawells a call at 803-771-7385. Let them handle all that heavy lifting and heavy work for you when it comes to catering. So, Jarvis Green got his offer from Clemson last night, the running back from Dutch Fork. He had called it his dream offer. The Tigers are taking two running backs in the class. They're in position to land Jamarius Haynes of Roanoke, Alabama. He announces December 21st, and now with Green having the offer, that's probably going to happen for Clemson as well. Virginia Tech also offered him last night, and today Green decommitted from James Madison, a further indication that things are moving in the direction of Clemson. He's a Mr. Football finalist. He rushed for 2,272 yards and 33 touchdowns, won a state championship. Everybody loves this kid. I mean, he is like the man at Dutch Fork in terms of his personality, his character, his attitude, and, of course, his outstanding football skills. And, of course, last night we did have this on the show. I'll mention it again. 2024 receiver Mazio Bennett of Greenville High decommitted 
from Tennessee in the wake of the departure of offensive coordinator Alex Golish, now the head coach at USF. He said in light of the recent changes there, it's led him to reevaluate Tennessee and others, but Tennessee will still be one of his top schools. USC was on his short list when he committed in October with Oregon, Florida State, Georgia, Tennessee, Miami, North Carolina, Alabama. Now, Clemson had expressed interest but had not offered. That may change soon, however. The Tigers recruit Greenville High really hard. Last year, they got Josh Sapp, the tight end. This year, they've gotten receiver Tyler Brown. They've also made a strong push for offensive tackle Blake Franks in the 24 class. This season, Bennett had 47 catches, 857 yards, and 14 touchdowns, and 1,683 all-purpose yards. South Carolina's handed out a bunch of offers. 24 class, defensive end C.J. Jackson of Tucker, Georgia. In the 25 class, offensive tackle Juan Gaston. He's 6'8", 330 Atlanta. Cornerback Devin Williams of Buford, Georgia. 25 offensive tackle Cortez Smith. 6'4", 295 of Lilburn, Georgia. Also in the 25 class, offensive tackle Nikolai Brooks. He's 6'8", 330, Alpharetta, Georgia. 25 receiver Jaden Sellers of South Florence. This is interesting because he's the brother of South Florence quarterback and USC target Lenora Sellers. And 25 athlete Amari Anderson of Alpharetta, Georgia. And let's see what else have we not mentioned. Clemson offered 2024 quarterback Walker White of Little Rock, Arkansas. Northwestern receiver Elijah Caldwell was offered by NC State. He's been committed to West Virginia. Lexington running back Jonah Norris, who is here, was offered by Limestone. Daniel receiver Eli Merck, who is here, was offered by PC and Limestone. And some scheduled official visits this weekend. USC target cornerback Isaiah Johnson to Virginia Tech. He's scheduled for USC next weekend. USC target receiver Tyshawn Russell to Virginia Tech. He, too, is scheduled for USC next weekend. USC target defensive tackle Elijah Davis to Tennessee. USC target offensive tackle Keyshawn Blackstock to Penn State. USC target defensive end tight end Nick Harbour to Maryland. USC target transfer tight end C.J. Dupree to Ole Miss. He's scheduled for USC next weekend. And Alabama is also pushing for a visit. That'll do it for recruiting. And, Chris, your thoughts about the upcoming weekend? I am looking forward to the upcoming weekend. I'm disappointed that uh, the game coincides with a basketball game I've got tomorrow because I'd love to listen to you guys. Uh, You want to go three hours beforehand so I can have something to listen to on my ride over to Conway? Maybe do like a a typical Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll be on at noon so you can listen on your way over. You can catch the first half of the game, but you've got number 900 tomorrow for Cliff Ellis. I, I do, indeed. I do against Regents University tomorrow. So, yeah, they tip off at 2. And then off well, to South Dakota. you have a Dakota. great time with that. That's right. That's all, you're, and take your heavy underwear with you as well. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to need you're it. You're probably going to need it. Okay, we've got uh, birdies and bogeys with uh, George Bryan coming up next after the break. We'll be right back. Four. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee wee bit. And that's when my caddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But well, it's a great time to talk golf and other things around the great state of South Carolina. 
And to do that, we welcome in for another edition of Birdies and Bogeys around South Carolina, the one and the only, though he really isn't because he's the third. He's the one and the only and the only and the only. George Bryan the third to uh, Sports Talk, Birdies and Bogeys around South Carolina. We come to you from Top Golf in Myrtle Beach, George. I, I tell you what, if you were here, there'd be a few clients for you to work with. I've seen some very strange swings from these football players so far. <laughs> There's nothing like it, is it? And, and uh, I'm glad we can talk about it. Most of these folks have no idea. There are a few, fo- there are a few that don't that don't like the game, especially if it's playing the big four, football, basketball, baseball, soccer. But I tell them all, hey, y'all, might as well get started now because as you climb the ladder, you get towards college, you'll start to play. So start now. It is fun, isn't it, Phil? Oh, it is. And listen, these guys eventually, once their playing days are over, they'll become businessmen. And, like, how much business – Around America, how much business is conducted on golf courses around America, you think? Oh, there's uh, incredible. And anymore, yeah, the business is conducted, but it starts with just relationship. Golf sets itself up. It, 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 it's a fairly slow-paced slow game. So there's plenty of time to socialize and, and uh, have conversation and and and. All I can tell you is even on days like today when it might be a little rainy, a little misty, uh, there's, there's golf out there. And, hey, but it's really cool. I'm, I have not been to Top Golf Myrtle Beach, but it's not, it's not raining indoors there with you, I'm guessing. No. It was raining outside, but we're all undercover here, and it's a massive, massive place. Let me ask you this. Places like Top Golf. Places like the Players Club in downtown Columbia, those kind of places. What do you think these establishments do for the game of golf in terms of generating more interest, creating more fans, driving more people to play the game? Oh, I think that's huge. Uh, it's been, I think it's played a very important role. It helps those uh, in small blocks of time uh, have an outlet and an option. And so – they have the simulators. I'm not not sure about Top Golf there in Myrtle Beach. The Players Club downtown is is all indoors, where you're hitting in simulators, and the simulators really pretty pretty accurate. And, and you know, if uh, it's a very odd dynamic one that I still enjoy, you can go into the simulators and play places like Pebble Beach or uh, Harbor Town, uh, where you are at Top Golf. They have these games and exercises, kind of. I, I just call it gamifying, and it it, yeah. uh, it really promotes the social piece. And speaking of social, let's go ahead and invite Tsunami Robbie in. I'm assuming he's with us on the tee. It is it is drizzling rain here, but I don't think it's too cold or wet for Tsunami Robbie. Welcome. Oh, fellas, it's never too cold for Tsunami Robbie to play some golf. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, uh, let me say this there? before we uh, be- before we jump in with Robbie, Robbie. Uh, last night, we had the. Uh, I'm down here at the uh, Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl All Star Game. Been down here all week. The game is tomorrow, 12 o'clock on our network, 12:30 kickoff. And they had the donors' dinner last night. And who comes um, marching in, lumbering in? One uh, David Abernathy, and one Mike Armstrong. 
And, and I stop because I've known Mike Armstrong since he was in high school. I say, no, I followed his recruiting. Used to talk to him when he was a high school kid about his recruiting, you know, who, you, who your offers are, where you're visiting and all that. And then, of course, mm-hmm. David, the creator of the Tsunami Bar himself, we started talking after the show and just had a great conversation. But, uh, yeah, those two guys are fantastic. I mean, David looks like he could play nose tackle right now in the NFL, and, and Mike looks like he could play tight end in the NFL right now. Those are two incredible guys. Yeah, in fact, I was, that's exactly where I was going uh, to talk about those guys. I knew that they were there. And, um, and as, you know, how ironic that they run into you and, and uh, you get to talk to them. And don't let David Abernathy fool you. He doesn't look like <laughs> a typical golfer, but he can get out there and play. Uh, so he's yeah. not the um, – yeah, he can he – can, you know, he can, when he catches one, he hits it a long way, and then he can get it around the green and then get, in, and get it in the hole. And, and then Mike Armstrong, uh, Phil, you know, you – talk about his recruiting way back in the day that was a guy that had tons of potential could run like the wind even at even at his size you know six foot nine and long arms long legs but he could move and play and and unfortunately he got bit by the injury bug when he was at south carolina but uh, he's had a great career in high school football as a strength coach and an x's and o's coach and uh, now he's with total strength and speed and doing a great job for us uh, selling equipment yeah, they, hey, they so mentioned. They, um, they, uh, let me just, let me say, George, real quick. Uh, they mentioned um, Williams, uh, the uh, the Williams company, Williams um, Williams, Williams, I guess it is. Williams Strength. What? Williams, Williams Strength, Strength is yeah. the weight I built. And I was going to ask so you, Robbie, to kind of talk about Williams Strength and how that's blended in with the Tsunami Bar and, and everything else you guys are doing. Yeah, the um, it, it all started. 25-plus uh, years ago, and uh, when um, a guy named Scott Williams and Mike Ramsey, um, you know, happened to meet in a very odd way, Mike owned a, a, a play-it-again sports type of store, a second-hand sporting goods store, and Scott Williams walks in one day with a, a little triangular weight tree that holds, you know, plate weights. And uh, said, hey, um, you know, I make these in my garage. Is there any chance, you know, we could do a consignment deal? Maybe I could put these in your store. And voila, from that point on, they uh, they started forming a relationship, uh, started putting Mike's business sense and, and expertise together with Scott's design and engineering and and um, and uh, creative abilities to to, uh, to build these these racks and all the weight room equipment. And uh, now they've you know, been from two or three different spots and locations to this great big manufacturing building on Chris Drive, uh, 720 Chris Drive. And um, and then another fellow comes along uh, down the road around 2012 and, and uh, introduces a, this flexible barbell to David Abernathy at uh, Clemson University when he was an assistant there. And David was patient enough to kind of, entertain this guy's idea and then they got together and you know over a period of years with david's input and how to what's going to make this this flexible device viable in the in the football world and the weightlifting world and uh, and then the tsunami bar was born right there in the clemson weight room and david abernathy was front and center on that and um and now we are you know we're down here in 2022 and the and the 
tsunami bar is finally it's the overnight success that's now taken you know 12 years to get there but um, wow it's, uh, it's still going and, and growing strong and getting better and better and those guys are are uh, are big into pushing it uh, with the with the high schools getting it started there then the high schools and the colleges and now in the professional ranks and and uh, tsunami bars is rolling along so the tsunami bar is one of the pieces of equipment that is manufactured right there at Williams Strength and Total Strength and Speed at 720 Chris Drive. And you're talking to the man that puts his hand on every one of them that goes all over the world. Robbie, hmm. Tsunami Robbie is director of technology and touches every bar that goes, like I said, literally. Mostly we're in this country, but we do ship all over the world. And so it's a very unique uh, technology that's a lot of fun. It's uh, nothing like it out there in the in the weight world. Dr. Vince Vismara says with less effort, there's nothing he's seen with less effort that gives the heart uh, better uh, uh, the challenge of cardio output. So it's a bendable bar technology and Phil, you've got it right there on the website. Uh, you put the videos up and direct folks. How do we how, how do we get a chance to l- review the technology? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On our website, sportstalksc.com, we have action videos of, of Robbie trying to show me how to use the tsunami bar in a variety of ways. That's a challenge in and of itself. And in fact, it's time to update the video. I need to change one out and put a new one in. But a lot of folks have been hitting up the videos. And then if you click on the digital ad for Tsunami Bar, it'll take you right to the Tsunami Bar website. And, Robbie, I'll let you take it from there. You can tell everybody. I mean, I've, I've gone over the website hundreds of times, but you can tell everybody there how to navigate it and what kind of information they can find on your website. Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot of good stuff up there, Phil. It's just not the, a, a product store where you can click on you know, the shop icon and go through the products individually and read it a little bit about each product, see the pictures of the product, uh, get a little bit of, um, of knowledge on the product, but not too in-depth where it's very confusing. Or you can go to the science behind the product, which is another icon on the website, that will get quite in-depth of what the, what the actual technology does from a scientific standpoint, how much muscular mm-hmm. recruitment on the primary movers and the stabilizers and the secondary movers, and and a direct comparison uh, on a on a um, on, on research studies that have been done at Furman University and other places just like that that are highly intelligent, and uh, they tell you exactly how the technology from Tsunami Bar compares physically to ha- uh, a standard steel 45-pound Olympic bar, and it's quite it's quite amazing. Um, just like George said, you can work with less and get more, and uh, and I'm living proof of that, uh, working out with that bar for a number of years now, that I don't have near the skeletal and muscular breakdown that I used to have, the days and days of, of recovery, trying to feel better so I could you know move around and do other things besides lift weights. Uh, this is the type of technology that you can get into. And you, whether you're young, middle-aged, older, it doesn't make any difference. If you've got some challenges physically, this is the type of technology that you can use to make yourself feel better, get stronger, more mobile, more flexible, and uh, able to function on a, on a daily basis. 
Hey, let One me get, thing let that me offer uh, David told me. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Let me offer just a little interpretation before we get. I can't let this get away. Molotil, yeah. Muscle, muscle, muscular, skeletal <laughs> abrasion. You know what that means, Phil? <laughs> that means not a sore. clue. The, the cool thing about the product is you can use it without it tearing you down. So, in short, you can eliminate a lot of the soreness. You get a faster recovery, and it does not negatively influence performance, meaning you're highly sensitive to feel versus uh, traditional weight uh, technology, steel, uh, static, even band, even the band, body weight and band. What they, they, it, it caused the abrasiveness, which equates into soreness and tension, mm-hmm. high level of tension. So the Tsunami Bar product's the only one out there that you can navigate through these layers of uh, the study of tension. So keep going. You were getting ready to jump in there uh, and interject, well, Phil. Sorry to interrupt. I, I was just going to say that one thing that David told me last night as we were talking about the technology, and I said, um, what's the difference in the bar – the tsunami bar versus the the steel bar that you that people are used to using for all these decades in lifting weights. I think that was the question, or somehow we got on to that. And he said, uh, Robbie, basically, he said it, it's it's less wear and tear on your hands. That bar, what it, what it's made of, is a lot better on your grip and on your hands over time versus what would happen when you were using the old steel bar. Is that pretty much the case? Yes, sir. From the from the contact uh, point to where where you grip the bar, and that was one of the things uh, going directly to the hands. That was one of the things that really turned the light on for me as a user. I had seen it as a coach, and I had kind of before I really got involved with Tsunami Bar, just kind of niched it as a fast twitch, uh, speed type movement that really didn't have much application other than that. And uh, mm-hmm. I came to it from, from an injury standpoint. I had some, some really significant pain in my hands and uh, from a st- using steel bars. And I put the weight uh, or put the bar back on the rack and kind of sat there on the bench thinking I might, I might be done as far as the weight lifter goes because the pain is really becoming to a point where it's, uh, it's causing me to, to do some things in my form of my lifting that would be more harmful than, than lifting itself. So I took, I saw the tsunami bar in the corner of the room of the gym that I was at, and I said, you know, let me give this, let me give this bar a try. I know, I know what it's supposed to do, but now let me try it in other applications. So I, that's when I immediately began using the bar on a regular basis, not just speed, but for the heavy stuff that I did, the the uh, the, the speed or dynamic work that I did, and immediately, immediately the pain in my hands were, was decreased to the point to where I could lift, and it got better and better and better. And the reason for that is that the direct line of pressure, when you have a, a, a steel bar, a rigid steel bar loaded with, let's just say, 135 pounds, it's 135 pounds of pressure straight down where your hands meet the bar, all the way out to the ends of the bar, anywhere in between, it's going to be that same line of direct pressure because it's rigid. The tsunami mm-hmm. bar is flexible. So when you grip the bar, it flexes, so there's less, there's less pressure toward the middle of the bar where it bends parabolically because the weight and the pressure is, is 
delivered at the ends of the box where the weight is. So you get the you get the the weight that you're using, the raw weight, plus with the flex of the bar, it's going to load more at the bottom. So it's actually going to load more. That 135 is going to go up depending on how fast you move it to 235, 335, up to 400 and something pounds of pressure if you move it at, say, 3.8 feet per second. But the hands don't have to endure that type of that type of pressure because the bar is bending right there. So you, it's, it feels like it's lighter in the middle and heavier at the ends, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hey, well, uh, I can tell you that it's also fun. It's easy, fun. You get more and less. And so you can check out the Tsunami Bar Sports website, TsunamiBarSports.com. There are other ways you can preview the bar. Tsunami uh, Robbie said 720. Chris Drive, where the Tsunami Bar Training Center is, but also Low Country Custom Golf. David Ayers, Low Country Custom Golf down in Mount Pleasant. He's a dealer. Over near you is uh, Andrew Allen Golf uh, Academy is uh, in Aina, and Andrew Allen is a uh, he's a fantastic supporter of the product. And Tusa Golf in Lexington. Uh, the Players Club, as we talked about earlier, 24-7 fitness so you can you can check out the uh what we call our the six line which is lightweight uh designed for the for baseball a little bit of the baseball the uh swimmers golf especially and so I, we got a couple of schools out there colleges universities doing some studies uh, mississippi state the information is not available just yet to Again, speaking about David Abernathy, mm-hmm. data live, but also right there, Anderson University is there's a study going on. I think that's on connective tissue, and we'll be able to talk about that hopefully in the spring. What they've come up with. Speaking of Anderson University, number one in the country in Division Two. So congratulations to the men's program. And I was scrolling through looking at other schools. I was noticing that. USC Buford, and I think that would be, I think that's D3, Phil, or possibly NAI. Can you straighten me out? They're ranked seventh in the country. Uh, uh, USC Buford, I believe, is, I'm going to take a guess, I think they're D2. D2, USC Buford. Hold on. One, well, uh, that's my bad on that for not having that right front, but I did notice the uh, USC women's golf team is ranked number four. and But being ranked number one in the country, they won four events, Anderson University, this fall. And most uh, for the Division One and other Division Two. the main season is in the spring. That's when the NCAA championships are conducted. Uh, NCC or NCC uh AA, the National Christian College Association, they'll play their national championship, and I think NAIA in the fall. Mm-hmm. But congratulations to Anderson. Four events in a row, ranked number one. That's pretty sweet, coming right out of South Carolina. And so, also uh, ran into Stephen Hartwick, uh, who is the head throw at Timberlake uh, Golf Club, the only golf club at Lake Murray. And 
he reminded me that we that SCJGA had a uh, one day Chase uh, actually a two day event players series. Chase Klein wins on the boys side at minus two for the weekend. Number eighteen is probably one of my most favorite holes in the in the whole world. Mm. You get a second shot over water and nothing quite like it, especially if you drive it down the middle. You have a chance to go for it too. Then London. Rath of Spartanburg wins on the girls' side. So congratulations to these two players. And I was looking up the USC Buford, and that is NAIA. It, that is NAIA, Phil. Sorry about that. Little no, USC Buford's division. No, USC Buford is, uh, I just looked it up. They went Division Two this July. Oh, if really? we're looking at the same, yeah, if we're looking at the same well, thing, I'm looking at a July story. Yeah. Is it possible for the golf to stay in the, in, uh, the, the one, one all for one and one for all? Well, they, it says here in July they were accepted as provisional members of Division Two. Achieving the full membership typically takes three years. And so maybe they are still competing in some ways, I guess, maybe in NAIA, but their goal is to move to Division Two. That's the process they're in right now. Hey, so, uh, hey, they're right seven. How about that? <laughs> That's good. And, okay, here we go. Here we go. So the Sand Sharks will have dual membership, NAIA and NCAA, while they go through this. So there you go. And, you know, I appreciate that. There's uh, – for example, I was speaking with Jason Allen. He is the Erskine coach. And he was speaking of they're in both the NCCAA and also, I think, in AIA or Division Three. But you can be in more than, than one. And I'm not sure if this is a transitional phase. I, I'm easily confused. But mm-hmm. they compete on in both. Uh, what a great program they have in, at Erskine as well. We've got a number of the programs around the, around South Carolina that are top. Limestone is ranked 19th, and I think they're Division two. And traditional uh, powerhouse, Limestone, uh, they've actually won a national championship. In fact, David Lamb, uh, remember vividly, they won a national championship way back in the 80s. So, Phil and... Tsunami Robbie, it looks like a rainy weekend. Phil's, uh, Tsunami Robbie was in the Tsunami Bar Sports Golf Lab last weekend, and there's Training Bay. We got some some exciting news to announce for 2023. We'll have a couple of simulators, simulators out there, uh, 720 Chris Drive, with an outdoor, I'll say in, uh, an outdoor short game facility attached. More on that later, and uh, just got a little bug in the ear. It says, you got to go ahead and put on out, Tsunami Robbie. So until next week, <laughs> thank you all. Hey, enjoy yourself at Myrtle Beach. Yes, Top sir. Golf. See them high, but shoot them low. Thank you, George. Thank you, Robbie. Maybe next week we'll get over there and do a, a, a sports talk with you guys over there at uh, Tsunami Bar Sports and everything else you've got going on. you got so many different things going on. I can't name them all. But thank you for being with us. I did tee them high today. I did not shoot them low. One day I'll uh, tee them high and shoot them low. But it was tee them high and shoot them high. 
per usual. Okay, that's going to do Chris, are you still there? I am still here. Oh, I next time I, I talk I to you, you, though, I will, be in, I will be in South Dakota, though, the next time I chat with you guys. Well, you have fun. Thank everybody for being with us. Don't forget the broadcast tomorrow. 